Alright, how's everybody doing? Hotep. Hey, this is Michael M. Hotep, founder of the African History Network, host of the African History Network show. I'm a talk show host, researcher, lecturer, and writer. It is uh, Tuesday, October 30th, 2018, and we are live. So everybody share this broadcast on your Facebook page, invite your friends to tune in also. Alright, so I wanted to uh, talk uh, more about the Young Black Leadership Summit uh, organized by Candace Owens um, and um, uh, of Turning Point USA, okay, and Charlie Kirk of Turning Point USA, alright? And uh, let me share this broadcast on my personal page. So I talked about this a little bit um, this past Sunday on my radio show, the African History Network show. And uh, we broadcast it here on Facebook Live as well. I had Dr. Claude Anderson on uh, as my guest this past Sunday. And uh, we talked about uh, how African Americans, how black people can leverage our economics to enforce our political agenda. Okay, so if you missed that uh, interview, if you missed that show, uh, follow us here on Facebook Live. Uh, follow us here. Follow us here on Facebook, The African History Network on Facebook. You can watch it. It's also on our YouTube channel, Michael M. Hotep, I-M-H-O-T-E-P on YouTube. And we'll have it in audio podcast form later today. I'm editing the audio podcast. That's on uh, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, CastBox. Um, just search for The African History Network show where you get your podcast from, okay? And you can also go to AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, listen to podcasts there. All right, so um, I want to talk some about this because there are a number of different things wrong with this. We know Roland Martin uh, was there at the White House uh, on Friday, October uh, 26, when uh, when they were there and President uh, Trump uh, addressed them. So there have been a number of different articles written about this. News1.com has three articles that I see. The Grill.com has one. Uh, so... I'm not trying to attack the African-Americans who were there, okay? But many of them, one, have a very poor understanding of history. Two, don't understand policy. And they're following Candace Owens, who's a 29-year-old uh, YouTube star. Just two years ago, she was the CEO of a website that was attacking Donald Trump and pretty much anti-Trump. And there have been articles written about this. The um, the root dot com has uh, has one uh, has a couple of articles uh, dealing with Candace, and we posted them on our Facebook fan page, uh, the African History Network. Um, and and Brannigan has an article from May sixteenth, two thousand eighteen. Your girl Candace Owens ran a Trump bashing website less than two years ago. Color color a shock. So this is this is well documented, okay? All right. So if we look at and we'll post the um, we'll post a link to this article and others here on the thread of our broadcast here uh, on Facebook, okay? All right. So the if we look at their website tpusa.com tpusa.com turningpointusa.com, okay? The Young Black Leadership Summit took place from. Uh, Thursday, October 25th through Sunday, October 28th. 
and according to their website, it says Turning Point USA's Young Black Leadership Summit is a conference for young conservative blacks, blacks with a lowercase b. If you're going to use black to denote a race of people, okay, use it capital B. It's psychologically, uh, uh, it, 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 it's, it, it's psychologically uh, arresting. It is uh, uh, psychologically uh, attacks you when you have a lowercase b, okay? It, it, it creates an inferiority complex. It, it furthers an inferiority complex, all right? If you're going to use the word black to denote a race of people, use a capital B, okay? But this was a uh, conservative conference for quote-unquote young black conservatives between the ages of 15 and 35, 15 and 35. Uh, young, and and uh, it says throughout the summit, attendees will hear from some of the nation's most well-known conservative leaders and activists, receive first-class professional development and leadership training, and network with other attendees and organizations from all across the country, all right? Uh, admission to the event will be free for the attendees and it also says Turning Point USA will also be covering lodging at no cost to the attendees for the nights of October 25th through October 27th. All right. So they had people, Candace Owens spoke, Brandon Tatum, a lot of these big conservative, uh, non-threatening African-American conservatives. Larry Elder, talk show, uh, a radio talk show host. Uh, Colleen Knorr from uh, the NRA, Stacy Clueless, Stacy Dash, Dr. Ben Carson, Casey James, who's the new CEO of the Heritage Foundation, African American woman. Uh, I saw an interview that Roland Martin did with her, and she talked about how many African Americans are conservative, and she talked about how um, conservative is not indicative to a party affiliation, also. Okay, Clay Dub. So these are some of the people who spoke, right? So if we look at some of the covers, some of the articles, and uh, Malcolm X ties into this, I'm going to deal with this because one of the sisters who was there uh, misquoted Malcolm X. And a lot of people, and see, this is one of the problems that I have to explain to people, right? And I've studied Malcolm. I was just reading through Malcolm X Speaks. And these are uh, uh, Malcolm's significant speeches after he leads the nation of Islam. And people quote oftentimes Malcolm from the Ballad of the Bullet. And Malcolm is talking about uh, Democrats and he's talking about African Americans giving their, continuing to give their vote to the Democrats. And what did you get for it? Okay. When you study, first of all, there are two Ballad or the Bullet speeches that Malcolm delivered. The first one was April 3rd, 1964 in Cleveland, Ohio. The second one was April 4th, 1964, right here in Detroit, Michigan. Okay? And the speeches are a little different. When he talks about you being a traitor to your race, supporting a party that you gave two-thirds, that, that controls two-thirds of the government, and you give 80% of your vote to them, right? He's, he's largely, when you, read, when you actually read the speech, and I'll give you some links where you can read both speeches from April 3rd and April 4th. He's largely talking about the split in the Democratic Party between the Northern Democrats, or what people call liberals, all of them, all of them were not liberals though, 
You have moderate Democrats, you have liberal Democrats, but you have the Southern segregationist Democrats who were called Dixiecrats. And he's largely talking about also the, he's also talking about the Dixiecrats who were filibustering the voting, uh, the, the, the Civil Rights Act of 1964. And he's criticizing the Southern Dixiecrats. And he's also criticizing the Northern Democrats for not kicking the Dixiecrats out of the Democratic Party. You have to understand history to understand this, okay? Most of the people, most of those young black uh, uh, leaders, most of the young black conservatives who were there do not understand history. I saw interviews with them. I saw interviews that Roland did with them. I watched some videos um, from YouTube that were there and, and listened to them talking. Most of them don't understand history. Most of them don't understand policy. They're throwing out catchphrases. They're throwing out buzzwords, things like this, okay? Share this broadcast on your Facebook page. Invite your friends to tune in because we're going to deal with a real history, a real history lesson here today, okay? All right, so very quickly here. If we look at some of the articles from News1.com, October 26th, they had an article entitled, Young Black Conservatives Chant Build That Wall at Deplorable Sunken Place Summit. Build That Wall at Deplorable Sunken Place Summit. Okay? And you have, unfortunately, some of us who, who bought into this uh, anti-quote-unquote immigrant slash white supremacist idea of building the wall to keep out quote-unquote undocumented immigrants but 40% of undocumented immigrants fly over here they fly over here 40% see so see this whole targeting of quote-unquote Hispanics or Mexicans and label them as undocumented immigrants but not dealing with white undocumented immigrants who are coming to this country that all comes out of white supremacy and racism, and it comes out of a fear of the browning of America. And unfortunately, because African people have been stripped, we've been stripped of our history and culture. For the most part, we've been taught to see reality through the eyes of Europeans. And we don't understand the same people who are quote-unquote anti-immigrant are anti-African at the same time. There, there, there is no distinction. There is no distinction. The same people who are pushing for anti-immigrant uh, legislation and their descendants of immigrants they're also anti-African but when you don't understand that you are an African person because you've been taught to see reality through the eyes of Europeans you'll think that anti-immigrant means that they're for you and that's not the case no so if we look at Trump back in January of 2018 there was a meeting dealing with DACA, Deferred Action on Childhood Arrivals. And Trump called uh, people from, he, he called African nations, Haiti and El Salvador, S-hole countries, right? And his policy follows along with that. He wanted to, uh, he wanted to deport the uh, uh, Haitians who were here because of the um, earthquake that hit Haiti in 2010. We, we can look at his policies just today. Because we are because we are like seven days away from midterm elections, he's trying to galvanize support for his base, especially his white supremacist base, right? So today he floats out that he's going that he's going to do an executive order to amend the Fourteenth Amendment, so uh, to take away the birthright citizenship, meaning that someone. Who was born here in this country even if they're born to undocumented immigrants they're citizens 
uh, he has a poor understanding of the U.S. Constitution. And he has a poor understanding of how to amend the Constitution. You cannot amend the U.S. Constitution with an executive order. Okay? To amend the U.S. Constitution, that has to go through Congress. Okay? You have to, and you can, you can research this. This is easily verifiable. A, a bill has to pass two, has to pass the U.S. House of Representatives and the U.S. Senate by a two-thirds majority vote. Then it has to be ratified by three-quarters of the state legislatures. It has to pass three-quarters of the state legislatures. They have to be ratified by them by two-thirds majority vote in the state legislatures. Three-quarters of 50 is 38. This fool has absolutely no clue what he's talking about. Or, or maybe he does, but he thinks his followers are so stupid that they'll vote for the candidates he's endorsing anyway. Either way, they're, they're dumb as hell. I'm, I'm telling you. You cannot, and, and on MSNBC today, they were talking about how, you know, Craig Melvin talked about this. He said, he said all the legal experts we talked about said he cannot amend the Constitution with an executive order. Trump, I, first of all, I don't think Trump has ever read the U.S. Constitution, okay? If he has, he hasn't read it recently. Okay, so this is just nonsense. This is all designed to galvanize support for his base, to get them to turn out in midterm elections, because Trump really fears that he's going to lose the House of Representatives. If he loses the House of Representatives, which he should, then we need to vote for our interests. This is not about political party. This is about policy. This is about issues. Okay? Now, on the national level, it just so happens the majority of the bad public policies are coming from Republicans, if you actually study them. Okay? There's some Democrats that I don't like. Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia, he needs to be voted out of office. He has no backbone. He's spineless. Okay? He's the wrong type of Democrat. And I'm neither Democrat nor Republican. Okay? I'm an independent. However, there, you know, uh, when I and I study politics, I study politics. You listen to my radio show, the African History Network show. You hear this. There's some Democrats I disagree with. It. Senator Joe Manchin is one. He's spineless. He needs to be voted out of office. Okay. But Trump fears he's going to lose the House of Representatives. If he loses the House of Representatives, Democrats gain control. That means they have control of the House Intelligence Committee. That means they can open, they can reopen the House Intelligence Committee investigation into Russia uh, meddling into the U.S. election 2016 because it was shut down by Republicans because they control the House of Representatives. There are about 239 Republicans in the House of Representatives and about, um, about 193, 194 Democrats. Okay, they'll have control of the House Judiciary Committee. They'll have control of all these committees and can launch investigations into Trump. Not even talking about the House Judiciary Committee is the committee that debates whether or not to impeach a president. Okay, it's, it's too early to talk about impeachment. Uh, and you have to let Mueller finish his investigation one, uh, number one. So it's too, I, I wouldn't even talk about impeachment right now. But these other committees that Democrats will gain control of, Trump is scared to death of them because he, because he will be truly exposed. And personally, I think Trump is going to be forced to resign from office, just as Richard Nixon 
uh, announced his resignation uh, August 8th, 1974, and he resigned uh, officially 12 noon, August 9th, 1974. Even though articles of impeachment were drawn up against Richard Nixon, okay? First article of impeachment was uh, uh, obstruction of justice. Second article of impeachment was abuse of power, if I remember correctly. Um, he, Nixon, was not put on trial in the U.S. Senate. He resigned before he was put on trial, okay? So, if we look at um, the article from October 26, news1.com, young black conservatives chant build that wall at deplorable sunken place summit. Also, uh, African-American business owners, hey, post the name of your business here on the thread of the broadcast and uh, email us at customerservice at africanhistorynetwork.com, customerservice at africanhistorynetwork.com to find out how to advertise with the African History Network and um, you can advertise on the uh, audio podcasts of our radio shows and broadcasts like this also. We reach thousands of people across the country on a, uh, on a weekly basis and with, with each one of our shows, okay? All right, customer service at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. So they talk about the uh, second place summit was in full effect on Friday in Washington, D.C., and sadly it brought about a flock of black people embracing white supremacy, okay? In fact, the Young Black Leadership Summit was going beyond uh, uh, air typical tap uh, dancing for the president with attendees literally, literally chanting racist lines that are normally reserved for a Trump rally. One young man who live-streamed the summit on YouTube was babbling into the camera with young people chanting, uh, build that wall in the background. The young man said, quote, it's black, ex it's black excellence at its finest to the highest degree, end quote. More like anti-blackness, more like anti-blackness at its highest degree. Um, so in the article, they talk about... Uh, one young man said that our black-owned businesses are turning into taco stands overnight um, because of illegal immigrants. Okay, For, I, I, I want to show me what evidence you're citing that black, he was talking about somewhere in California. Show me what evidence you're citing that that's because of undocumented immigrants. One, there's a video on YouTube uh, because Roland Martin talked to this guy. And Roland, I watched the video this morning of Roland. He was there covering this for Roland Martin Unfiltered, his daily digital show. Watch that. You know we broadcast it here on our Facebook fan page also. We share it here. And he asked, there was a group of young black conservatives around him, and he asked them, how many black-owned businesses are there here, uh, here in the U.S.? He said, how many black-owned businesses were there in 2008, 2009? No one can tell you. No one can tell them. No one can tell them how many there were today. So, and he's telling them, wait a second, if you're going to make these arguments, you need to have your facts, okay? In 2000, um, 2007, there were uh, 1.9 million black-owned businesses. That comes, from the, that comes from the U.S. Census Bureau. That's the survey of black-owned businesses, okay? Um, and you can research this, U.S. Census Bureau, census.gov. Just search for a survey of black-owned businesses. There were 1.9 million black-owned businesses in uh, 2007. 2012, there were 2.6 million. Today, there probably uh, is probably 3 million or a little bit more, all right? So, um, you have them just throwing out these catchphrases, these buzzwords, things like this, and when you dig deeper, you can tell they don't understand what they're talking about. 
Reading is imperative, family. Remember, it was illegal for our ancestors to read and gain knowledge of self. Still to this day, we lack a knowledge of self, especially this younger generation. DTR 360 Books has the books for you to develop and add to your knowledge in this world we live in. DTR 360 Books is one of the fastest growing online bookstores and it provides books dealing with finance, history, business, children's books, and more. Their motto is applied knowledge is true power. As the Bible states, faith without works is dead. So their thing is applying the knowledge that which you receive from these books. Visit their website today, dtr360books.com, dtr360books.com, and you can find them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Mel Trek is an animated series that teaches our children about their greatness. Episode 1 deals with exploring ancient Africa, where they go back in time and visit various African civilizations and the contributions that they gave to the world. Episode 2 deals with exploring pre-Columbian Americas and the children journey back in time to learn about several aboriginal cultures, defining structures and nations who arrived in the Americas before Christopher Columbus. This is a great teaching tool for homeschooling and the classroom, and they teach our children that their history did not start in slavery. We have the videos as well as the coloring book and storybook available at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. We have a Mail Trek bundle pack on sale right now for $79.99, and it includes all three episodes of Afro Man and the protectors of the book of knowledge. Get this great gift and teaching tool for your children today at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. And Anime Productions presents Meltrek, Episode 1, Exploring Ancient Africa. Witness the most accurate historical account of African and African-American people. A story that has never been told like this before. Join Bunchy, Chen, Percy, Michelle, and Jesse as they open their third eyes and are sent back in time by their magical teacher, Ms. Lawford. They begin their adventure in ancient Africa in the Nile Valley. There, they meet a young Egyptian boy named Ramesses. Using hip-hop, funky beats, and rhymes, Ramesses teaches the children about the great kingdoms of Africa. They explore the Nile Valley. The Nile Valley was a place of Ghana. Ghana is the first land of the gold that is so nice. Mali and Songhai. Mali and Songhai must have had some serious armies. The Congo. The Congo region is beautiful. Zimbabwe. It's Zimbabwe's where we land. And Zulu. Witness the mental and spiritual transformation of the characters. Not only will they transform, but you will also as you travel with Meltrek. Let's resurrect the spirit of our ancestors inside all of us and recall that we all come from greatness so we can be We're going to do a different time zone Where our ancestors always sat down the throne Yeah, and I'm talking about you and me Our big vacation considered greatest and royalty So rise up, sons and daughters of a KB land It's time to claim our riches and take back our land So come and take this journey And when you come back Tell your friends and family all about the mail track Mail track, mail track, mail track, mail track
Are you struggling with your finances or just need a second opinion? My name is Martisha Patterson and I am here to help. Whether you have questions about credit, retirement, taxes, investments, or meeting day-to-day -day responsibilities, you deserve access to a qualified, caring, and resourceful financial professional. As a certified financial planner with over 19 years in the wealth management industry, I have a passion for helping people gain confidence and become successful with money. Taking control of your finances creates options instead of obstacles confidence instead of uncertainty. Make no mistake, this is an important step for all of us. Will you allow your situation to control you or will you take control and make your money behave? My name is Martisha Patterson. Call or email me today to schedule an appointment. My phone number is 646-552-4384. Again, 646-552-4384 or email me at pattersonplan17 at gmail.com. Now, when we look at this article from News1.com, uh, Trump clearly has convinced these young people to believe his lies. A Vo as Vox explained, Vox.com, uh, they have an article uh, entitled, we'll post a link here on the thread. Uh, let's see, name of this article from Vox, Trump wants to pit black Americans against Latino immigrants. Don't fall for it, okay? February 21st, 2018. And I understand you have some uh, some Hispanics that have anti-African um, sentiments. Here's what we have to understand. The same people who taught some Hispanics, not all of them feel that way. And a lot of Hispanics have African ancestry, by the way. Okay? It's a, it's a whole history behind that. The, the dispersing of African people into places like Cuba, Puerto Rico, Honduras... Panama, things like this, right? You deal with Christopher Columbus, you deal with the Spanish conquistadors. Um, and the reason why these people speak Spanish today, whether you're in Mexico, even though there's 68 languages spoken in Mexico, Spanish is like the dominant language. The reason why they speak Spanish today is because they were conquered by Spaniards. Okay? So many of them have been taught to see reality through the eyes of Europeans as well, through various, through various ways because they were conquered by Europeans just like we were conquered by Europeans. In this country, largely 13 colonies, it was the British, it was the English, okay? With them, they were conquered by the Spanish. This is why we speak English today. Okay, so, the, as I explained to people, the same people who taught some Hispanics to hate us, taught us to hate ourselves, and these are Europeans. This is what we have to understand, okay? So, Trump clearly has convinced these young people to believe his lies. As Vox explained, quote, a 2016 study conducted by scholars at Penn State's um, Wharton School of Business, the one that Trump likes to brag about, the Wharton School of Business found that the increase in the labor supply resulting from immigration could actually generate more employment in industries such as home construction and food production, more people means more consumption, and specifically more consumption by the working poor, end quote. Okay, so this is a whole, the, you have to talk to economists to understand it. This is a whole other side that does not get talked about. You need to read that article from Vox.com, okay? So, um, and what we have to understand is that white supremacy 
pits groups of oppressed people against each other to fight one another. White supremacy pits groups of oppressed people against each other to fight one another. Okay, so you have a lot of people like to make this argument that immigrants are stealing black people's jobs and things like this, right? Okay, one, what studies are you citing to document this? Show me the evidence. Two, um, the when you look at the Bureau of Labor Statistics report that comes out the first Friday of each month, right? Um, we look at the article from WashingtonPost.com dealing with the unemployment rate. Now, there's six different unemployment rates. I know this. Most people don't. U1 through U6. U3 unemployment rate is the one that they usually talk about in the news the most, the U3. But there's six different unemployment rates, U1 through U6, okay? There's 7.1 million unfilled jobs right now in the U.S., there's 7.1 million unfilled jobs right now. You have more unfilled jobs right now in the U.S. than um, any other, than, than it, probably in about the last 20 years, okay? The unemployment rate for African Americans is 6%, all right? Now, it's usually double that of white people. That's true. Doesn't mean that all African Americans, doesn't mean everything is, is, is rosy and things like this, but we do know that this is a continuation of President Obama's economy. You've had about 96 straight months of, of private sector job growth, uh, 96 straight months of private sector, private sector job growth, one. Two, um, the unemployment rate for African Americans under President Obama was cut in half, okay? So these are, these are all things that people don't want to deal with. They don't want to talk about, all right? So here's the thing. How can you, you, how, how is it on the one hand, you say that undocumented immigrants steal our jobs and, and they specifically talk about Hispanics steal our jobs, right? But then you have 7.1 million unfilled jobs and you have one of the lowest unemployment rates of African Americans since it's been documented in, in, since 1972 because they started recording it by race. Uh, I think it was about 1972, okay? And uh, let me pull up the article. I had it bookmarked. I don't know where the hell it went because uh, that's what I'm trying to find here dealing with uh, the unemployment rate. Here, I'll, I'll bring it up because uh, I'll bring it back up. I don't know what happened. I had it here, okay? So, uh, once again, show, show me the study that you're citing. Yeah, he's talking about Oakland, California. I, I heard him. Yeah, I just I knew it was California. He's talking about Oakland. So my question to him, if you know him, my question to that, that young man, um, what evidence are you citing that they're undocumented immigrants? One. And two, how did that affect the black owned business? Okay. Now, one thing that we one thing that we need to do is to redirect more of our dollars to black owned businesses. We do need to do that. Okay. Uh, America has a record 7.1 million job openings, making it an especially advantageous time to ask for a raise. Okay, read this article here. See, you can't on the one hand say that immigrants are taking our jobs. Then on the other hand, you have Trump bragging about 7 million unfilled jobs. A low unemployment rate. Unemployment rate is, uh, let's see, what was the unemployment rate this uh this month, yeah, it's 3.7%. Now that's overall. The white, that's overall. 
the white unemployment rate is lower than 3.7% usually. Okay, whatever that, now that's the U3 rate. Whatever that rate is, okay, then they say the unemployment rate is 3.7, 3.8%, right? That's overall. The white unemployment rate is usually lower than that. African-American unemployment rate is usually double that. So right now it's 6%, okay? Once again, this is a continuation of President Obama's economy. Because when President Obama, in, in December 2016, the unemployment rate for African-Americans was about 7.8%. It had been cut in half. It peaked at about 16 16.7, uh, 16.8% in March of 2010. March 2010, it was 16.8%. President Obama gets no credit for this whatsoever, by the way. Trump tries to take all the credit, okay? He wants to Columbus, right, the economy, okay? He wants to make it like, make it like he created it himself, okay? Um, there were 2.95 million jobs created for African Americans under the Obama uh, administration, all right? And Bureau of Labor, this is easily verifiable, people. BLS.gov, Bureau of Labor Statistics, okay? BLS.gov. Um, I deal with facts and evidence. I don't deal with opinions. I don't deal with feelings and opinions. I deal with facts and evidence. If it's an opinion, I'll let you know it's an opinion. Otherwise, I deal with facts and evidence. Proper documentation ends all conversation. All right, so we'll post the link to this article here uh, on the thread of the broadcast. So what Trump is doing is he's appealing to the fear of the browning of America. Why? Because by two, 2043, white people will not be... The, they will not have the dominant population in this country. They're about 63, 64% of the population. By 2043, they will not have the dominant population. This is scaring a lot of white people. Not all white people, but this is scaring a lot of white people. Also, we look at the information from the uh, Census Bureau once again. From We look at the, uh, and I'll, I'll pull it up here. I'll give, I'll give you the name of the actual press release because I like to be I like to be accurate with this type of information. Um, it was uh, June, I think it was June of 2018. The uh, yeah June about June 20th of 2018. The article came out from or the press release came out from the uh, Census Bureau, and it deals with how white people have a declining birth rate in 26 states out of 50 right now white people or negative birth rate negative birth rate i should say white people have a negative birth rate in 26 states out of 50 okay what does that mean that means that in 26 states out of 50 right now more white people are dying than than are being born this trend is accelerating the browning of America, okay? And it's accelerating uh, white people, uh, a, a time when white people will not be the dominant population. This is scaring a lot of them. So this is why Trump is talking about cracking down on immigration from non-European countries. He has said they want to have more immigration from white countries Less immigration from countries of color. Census.gov, June 21st, 2018. Midwest home, H-O-M-E, Midwest home to most of the counties with decreases in median age. Midwest home to most of the counties with decreases 
in median age, okay? And they break this down here. Uh, they also talk about how there are 47.4 million African Americans, 58.9 million Hispanics. But you have to read the articles dealing with this. I'll give you two of them. MSN.com, June 21, 2018. America's white population shrinks for the first time as nation ages. America's white population shrinks for the first time as nation ages. And they talk about how the average non-Hispanic white American, so basically white American, the average non-Hispanic white American is 43 and a half years old, according to new data. The average Hispanic American is 29.3 years old. So you have an aging white population, a lot of them voting for Republican, an aging white population that's dying out. Then you have uh, white people who have a negative birth rate in 26 states out of 50. This is not InfoWars. This is coming straight from the U.S. Census Bureau. And then you have a growing Hispanic population that has a younger average age as well. And this is scaring a lot of people to death, which is one of the reasons why Trump is lying today, saying he's going to do an executive order to change the 14th Amendment. Okay? So all this is easily researchable, easily uh, verifiable. All right? And uh, we'll, post, uh, we'll post the links here on the thread of the broadcast. How's everybody doing? Okay. Share this broadcast on your Facebook page. Uh, invite your friends to tune in also. And hey, if you like this type of information, uh, you can donate to the African History Network. That helps us stay on the air, keep doing the research. There's a lot of research. This is just one file folder. This is a file folder I take to the radio station when I do my show. This is research. These are all articles. Okay. That's just one of them. I have thousands of articles uh, printed. That does not include the uh, thousands that I have bookmarked uh, on the internet. Okay. Uh, PayPal.me forward slash the AHN show. PayPal.me me forward slash the AHN show. And uh, African American business owners, hey, email us if you want to uh, advertise with the African History Network. Okay. You want to advertise uh, on, our, on the podcast of our shows, our broadcasts. Email us at customer service at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Customer service at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. We have uh, we reach thousands of people across the country with each broadcast, and uh, we'll put your thirty-second and sixty-second commercial. Either you record the commercial, or we can record it, no additional charge. And um, customer service at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. We have a special promotion: you get fifty percent off your first month, so it's very very affordable. It's going to shock you how affordable it is, all right? Okay, let's continue here. Because I have about 15 more minutes, then I have to get out of here. And we may do a part two later today. All right, so uh, so, in it, so we go back to the article from News1.com. Young black conservatives chant, build that wall at deplorable sunken place summit. So it goes on to say, in addition, uh, existing data simply does not support any definitive correlation between the stark unemployment rate of African Americans and the employment of recent immigrants. Nevertheless, those striving to push through xenophobic, racist, Islamophobic, and inhumane immigration restrictions 
find unusual allies among some African Americans seeking to lower the black unemployment rate, end quote, okay? Now, I do know historically, Dr. Claude Anderson has talked about this, and I don't just read Dr. Claude Anderson. See, a lot of people come to me and say, oh, you should study Dr. Claude Anderson. I've been knowing Dr. Claude Anderson for years. He's one of my teachers. I just interviewed him Sunday night, okay? You can ask him about me. I know him much better than the people who, uh, a lot of those people who are out here quoting him and misquoting him. Um, I do know historically that uh, many times that, uh, and I understand the history of immigration law and the change in 1965 and things like this in the Homestead Act of 1862, Southern Homestead Act of 1866, and white immigrants coming to this country and uh, they were given free land, some of them given free land, and we worked the land for 246 years and we were not, for the most part, not given free land. I, I understand all that history and I've talked about it. But once again, white supremacy pits groups of oppressed people against one another to keep them fighting each other so the 1% stays in power. So right now, Trump is fear-mongering about the caravan coming from Central America, which is in Mexico now, and they're about 1,000 miles away from the U.S. border. He's going to send 5,200 troops down there to, 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 to block them from coming in. Most of them are seeking international political asylum, which is not illegal. You, gotta, you have to study international law. International political asylum is not illegal. You got people out here trying to criminalize these people. What these people don't tell you is that the, uh, the, much of the violence that these people are fleeing from, from Guatemala, El Salvador, Nicaragua, much of the violence they're fleeing from, the U.S. was involved in creating in the first place over the last 50 years because of the U.S. policies, the U.S. Uh, the overthrow of the, of the Honduran government in 1954, the democratic, the democratically elected Honduran government in 1954, involvement in the uh, El Salvador Civil War, the 12-year Civil War, involving, involving in Nicaragua with the Sandinistas and the Contras. No documentation. The violent Central American migrants are fleeing was stoked by the U.S. You have to understand history to understand this, okay? Vox.com, V-O-X. The violence Central American migrants are fleeing was stoked by the U.S. We're still dealing with the aftermath of atrocities committed by the U.S. allies in Central America during the Cold War. This is something Trump doesn't want to talk about. The desperate border crossers often come from Central America's Northern Triangle, El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras, and are fleeing high homicide rates and violence in those countries. But this instability did not arise in a vacuum. Many historians and policy experts are quick to point out that much of the troubles in Central America were created or at least helped by the U.S interference in those countries going back decades. In other words, the foreign policy of the past has profoundly shaped the present immigration crisis. But Trump doesn't want to deal with that because he doesn't understand history. He just wants to label them as criminals, say they're Middle Easterners there, things like this. This is the othering of other people. This is a dehumanization of other people. And the same people who dehumanize Hispanics, 
people from Guatemala, people from Honduras are the same people who dehumanize African Americans. These are the same people who will call for African American football players who are taking a knee on a football field to protest racism and the oppression of people of color and police brutality. He'll call them SOBs and he'll call for them to be fired. Okay? These are the same people. This is white supremacy all across the board. The same people who do this to quote-unquote undocumented immigrants. And you don't want to talk about white undocumented immigrants? The same people who will rip babies away from um, uh, Hispanic mothers at the Mexican border. But won't do that at the U.S. at the U.S. Canadian border. Go look at a U.S. map. Go look at the Canadian border. I live four minutes away from the Canadian border. I live in downtown Detroit. The Canadian border goes all across the U.S. Go Google U.S. U.S. Canadian border or U.S. Map Canada. Look at the Canadian border. It goes all across the northern northern U.S. You ain't hear not one story of white babies being ripped from the arms of white mothers. You think you don't have white undocumented immigrants coming through the Canadian border all across the country, all across the country? Yes, you do. But that's not the focus of the Trump administration, right? Because they don't care about what I, what, uh, in general. You may hear a story, I, I've, I've seen one story here, one story there, of some white undocumented immigrants they caught and deported. Most of them are probably stupid, okay? But white undocumented immigrants are not the target of this administration because they're operating based upon white supremacy. And one of the main people crafting the immigration policies is a white supremacist named Stephen Miller. Stephen Miller. Okay? So you gotta, you gotta study this. Um, in 1954, the CIA helped organize, now they're talking about uh, Honduras. That's uh, uh, right, Guatemala. It was Guatemala overthrow the government, CIA, 1954, Guatemala. In 1954, the CIA helped organize a military coup to overthrow Guatemala's democratically elected government and continue to train Guatemalan military well until 1970. This is history. Okay? So, you have to, when, when, you, when we see certain things and certain events take place politically today, you have to understand the history behind that. Historical events don't happen in a vacuum. They are the culmination of a sequence of historical events that lead up to a larger event taking place. Ready to start getting healthy? Well, I'm here to let you know that all natural honey is a great way to start. At Crazy Boy Honey, we offer all natural honey for the lowest prices. Our honey has no additives or preservatives. Go to crazyboyhoney.com. That's crazyboyhoney.com and see what we have to offer. And remember, shipping is free.
Choice Kids. Get yours today at ZMadKids.com. This episode, Obey Your Parents. Hotel brothers and sisters, Brother Michael Bullock is a multi-talented researcher, investigative reporter, educator, and public speaker with over 20 years of experience lecturing on African history worldwide. Brother Bullock, a.k.a. The Black Knight, is the founder and CEO of Black Knight Productions, a nonprofit organization dedicated to the research and teachings, if I may be so bold, of the greatest story never told, African history. Brother Bullock teaches in all areas of human interaction, those major ones being economics, entertainment, education, labor, law, politics, religion, sex, and war. So for more information, if your organization would like to have the total experience of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of what this brother brings to the table, then reach out to the Black Knight, and he will certainly reach back to you. So contact him directly at mbull 357 at gmail.com. That's mbull 357 at gmail.com. Hotel, brothers and sisters. In Nicaragua, El Salvador, and Honduras, there are similar stories. When in the late 1970s, the Nicaraguan uh, uh, resistance group called the Sandinistas overthrew the country's dictatorship that had been in power for over 40 years. The U.S. opposed the revolution. The U.S. backed the dictatorship and later supported the rebel group known as the Contras. In El Salvador, the U.S. gave billions of dollars to the government to fight socialist um, the, the Socialist uh, uh, Party, the, the uh, Farabunda Marti National Liberation Front (FMLN), and used Honduras uh, and used uh, the um, military base there in Honduras uh, for military exercises. Okay, so you got you got to study this. Then Trump likes to talk about MS-13, right? MS-13 this, MS-13 that. Yes, they are bad. Yes, they, yes. Members of MS-13 need to be deported. But wait a second. MS-13 didn't start in Nicaragua or Honduras or Guatemala or Mexico. MS-13 started in Los Angeles, California. This is what Trump doesn't want to talk about. Okay? Uh, they reference uh, Professor Oglesby here. She was uh, Professor Oglesby was quick to emphasize that while MS-13 garners most of the headlines today, and whose origins are in Los Angeles, California, not Central America, quote, a much deeper problem for Central America are government-linked organized crime networks that come directly out of the counter-insurgents experience of the 1980s, end quote. Okay? So we, you have to read this article. We'll post a link here. I don't have time to get through all this. You have to understand this history. Trump is lying to you. He's not going to tell you any of this. The violent Central American migrants are fleeing was stoked by the U.S. And there have been other articles that that um, that deal with this as well. Yahoo News um, dot com had one also really good article um, dealing with this as well. And it, and it was uh, dealing with uh, stop calling them uh, undocumented immigrants or something like that. They, they are political asylum uh, seekers. They're seeking international political asylum, by the way. Not only is that international law, the U.S. government was involved in crafting and drafting that international law for international political asylum. Okay? This is something Trump is not going to tell you. All right. So let's continue here. How's everybody doing? 
Alright. Share this broadcast on your Facebook page. Okay. Okay, so we have that first article there from um, news1.com. And they go on to say the, tr uh, the truth is it is gentrification that is hurting black businesses, which has nothing to do with immigration. In general, it, it, just most of it, most of gentrification is not about immigrants, although a small small portion small portion of it is. The majority of gentrification it deals with affluent white people moving into African American communities. Okay. You will have some immigrants involved in that, but the majority of gentrification is dealing with um, the the buying up of property and white people moving in these communities and pushing out African Americans. Okay, this is what's taking place. I, I spoke on uh, gentrification. You may have seen the Facebook Live broadcast that I did uh, last Thursday. Okay, and uh, or like, was it Wednesday, Thursday? Last week, uh, October 25th, that was Thursday. And that was um, the State of the City Address here in Detroit. The Malcolm X Grassroots Movement and the Committee to Preserve the Legacy of Chokwe Lumumba. And I gave a definition of gentrification. This comes from Public Broadcasting System. PBS.org has an article, What is Gentrification? Gentrification is a general term for the arrival of wealthier people in an existing urban district, a related increase in rents, rent payments, rents and property values, and changes in the district's character and culture. The term is often used negatively, suggesting the displacement of poor communities by rich outsiders. But the effects of gentrification are complex and contradictory, and its real impact varies. Okay? In general, gentrification is not the friend of African Americans. Gentrification, uh, I can sum it up in two words. Negro removal. That's what gentrification is. Okay? And they come in and take control of your, of your resources like they did here in Detroit. They came in, took control of Belle Isle, took control of the Water Department, took control of Cobo Hall, the Convention Center. All right? Um, and also, what they did was... Prior to uh, Mayor Duggan becoming the white mayor of Detroit, Mike Duggan, Jesus from Livonia, moved from Livonia, Michigan, a white suburb, into Detroit. And black people thought he was coming here to save them. Okay, I guess because he looked like the white Jesus on their wall. No. You, so I, I ask people, what is it about the last 500 years of history you don't understand? Because everywhere Europeans have gone all throughout the world, they've done the same thing. Okay? Now, I'm not talking about uh, a mission of doctors going in doing life-saving surgeries to people in different countries. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the government sending in people to take control of people's resources. This is what Columbus did, okay? And even though Columbus never came to this land we call the United States of America, the closest he came here is Cuba, which is 90 miles away. We still feel the effects of that because Columbus helped lay the foundation for slavery, racism, capitalism, and exploitation of indigenous people. The four voyages that he went on from um, August 3rd, 1492 to his last voyage was uh, 1504 and he dies in, in 1506. Okay, so uh, we have to understand this. Everywhere Europeans went throughout the country, they did the same thing. They take control of people's land. 
their resources and the oppressed subjugate and or kill off the people who that land belonged to. This is, everywhere they go throughout the world, they do the same thing. And gentrification is nothing more than 21st century colonization. Gentrification is nothing more than 21st century colonization. Okay, so then we have uh, this other article from uh, news1.com. If Trump is a white supremacist, he's doing a very good job for black people, says young black conservative. They have some confused people there, okay? I don't hate them. I'm not trying to talk about them. They need a history lesson. The, 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 most of these young black conservatives, they're at the uh, Young Black Leadership Summit, and they met at the White House. Trump addressed them. What were the policies that Trump addressed, and what was the commitment? What, did you, what, what policies did he say he's going to implement to help you? What policies did he talk about? Did he talk about making college affordable? Did he talk about uh, student loan forgiveness? Did he talk about making housing affordable? Okay, What policies did he address? Or was this just a, uh, a cheerleading session? Okay, so uh, the Sunken Place Summit is taking place in Washington, D.C. Their words, not mine. And sadly, these young people are continuing to embarrass themselves. The Young Black Leadership Summit appears to be less about conservatism and more about worshiping Donald Trump and upholding white supremacy. Uh, Jimmy James, 29 years old from Philadelphia, told The Guardian, Guardian.com, uh, a UK publication. He said, quote, I don't believe he's a white supremacist, referring to Trump. He went on to say, but let me say something very controversial. Okay. He said, if he's a white supremacist, he's doing a very good job for black people as far as unemployment being down, as far as being open-minded enough to open up the White House to black people, end quote. Um, Thomas Jefferson had slaves at the White House. I mean, not slave. He had black people at the White House. George Washington, even though George Washington lived at the White House in Philadelphia, because George Washington did not live at the White House in Washington D.C. because it was still being it was under construction. The first U.S. president to live at the White House in Washington D.C. was John Adams, the second president. But the White House in Philadelphia, because Philadelphia was the capital. Philadelphia was the U.S. capital before it was moved to Washington, D.C. Uh, George Washington had black people at the White House. They were just slaves. But he had black people at the White House. But one of the things Roland talked about, and watch Roland Martin unfiltered. Watch it on Facebook Live, Roland Martin on Facebook. Visit RolandMartinUnfiltered.com also. Also watch it on YouTube, Roland Martin on YouTube. Um, one of the, in the conversation that Roland had with the, uh, the people there at the summit. One of the young black conservatives asked Roland, he said, have you ever seen this many black people in the White House before? And he was all happy. Roland said, yeah, it happened six times a year under President Obama. And he said, well, I mean this many black conservatives. He said, yeah, this happened before. He said, this happened under George W. Bush and George H.W. Bush. He said, there were more than this here. Okay, so you have a lot of them who don't understand history, don't understand politics. Um, so this article goes on to say that now, now, first of all, once again, they don't understand, um, this low unemployment rate of African Americans, Trump inherited this from President Obama and Trump gives absolutely no credit to President Obama. 
for this. Okay. But the article goes on to say this is despicable. In case Jimmy and the so-called conservatives did not know black unemployment uh, after inheriting a horrific economy, the black unemployment rate uh, for African Americans peaked at 16.8% in March of 2010 and then fell to 7.8% by January 2017. Actually, uh, by December 2017, it was uh, 7.8%. I say December 2016, uh, Obama's last full month, he was 7.8%. He said, uh, the article goes on to say, he brought the black unemployment rate um, down by 9%. Yeah, he cut it in half. As far as opening, quote-unquote, the White House to black people, Trump has no African Americans in his senior staff, and the only one before him was an opportunist, Omarosa, who told people to bow down, quote-unquote, bow down, and excuse his racism for 15 years. She only had an about face when she was fired and when she was trying to sell a book. Now, what a lot of what she was saying about Trump when she was trying to sell a book was true, and she had some recordings to back it up. But you go back, um, I think it was last year, at the uh, National Association for Black Journalists. Um, Ed Gordon was moderating the panel discussion, and Amarosa was there. And the criticisms that those people had of Trump, Amarosa was trying to play down, but then she has some of the same criticisms when she's trying to sell a book. So, you know, I just, I just find that, I just find that very interesting. Uh, okay, so read, you could read this article, read the rest of this article also. I just find that very interesting. And the other thing is, nobody in the White House, nobody could tell you what Amarosa's job was. Now, they may be able to tell you her long title, but they couldn't tell you what her job was, okay? And the only thing she could really say that she did <laughs> in, in the White House was she was able to get the presidents of the HBCUs there. They wanted to get more funding. They had legitimate concerns. Those concerns were not addressed. They did not get more funding for um, HBCUs in Trump's budget, one. Two, she talks about she moved the uh, HBCUs from the purview of the Department of Education to the purview of the White House. Okay. If I move $5 from my left pocket and put, and put it in my right pocket, right? I, 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 now the $5 is changed from the purview of my left hand to my right hand. It's still the same $5. It doesn't mean anything. So she, could, so she can't even tell you what she accomplished in the White House. This is, this is what you have to understand about Omarosa. She, can't, she cannot tell you what she accomplished in the White House. All right, so um, I'm going to wrap up here in a few minutes. I want to get to this. We're gonna do, we'll, we'll probably have to do a part two later. There's an extensive article from thegrio.com. Young black conservatives stand for Trump at White House Leadership Summit. Young black conservatives stand for uh, Trump at uh, White House Leadership Summit. Okay, And it's a depressing article because you can look at uh, some of the comments and you can tell they don't know what they're talking about. Okay, And I don't hate any of them, but they need to uh, study some history. So if you know any of them, Tell them they, they need to follow us on the African History Network. 
listen to the African History Network show, visit our, visit our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, okay? But for the sake of time, because this is a four-page article, five-page article, I printed it out. For the sake of time, I want to go to page number four. You have a sister here named Beverlyn Beatty. Beverlyn Beatty. And Beverlyn Beatty was dressed in bright red from head to toe, a look which both fit in with the MAGA hats, Make America Great Again. Um, you black people running around with Make America Great Again hats? Um, look in your hat. Where was it made? Because half those hats were made in China. So how are you going to make America great again with hats made in China? It doesn't... It, well, when, you, when you are following a con man, that's what's going to happen. Okay? But a look which both fit in with the MAGA hats and stood out amongst the sea of black suits. Her voice echoed across the street when she spoke passionately about why she chose to vote for Trump. She said, I got so much ridicule, you think? I was called a disgrace to my people. And let, and let me tell you something. It was predominantly white people who told me this. Well, you have some woke white folks. They were, they, were, they were correct. She said, quote, now I'm not a racist now. Black people can't be racist. I love my white people. But let's make something very clear. When you have a white person tell you to think because you're black, that's, that's racism. No, they were telling you to think because you're crazy. Okay? So she goes on to say, quote, Malcolm X said it very clearly. Any African-American who vote for liberals that have continued to make promises and yet have not done anything and have not kept their promises are a chump and a disgrace to your race. End quote. Okay? She goes on to say, we're not the disgrace, we're not angry black people, we're not people that are stupid, we are not dumb. Okay, well, so now you want to bring Malcolm up, okay? Well, if we're going to bring Malcolm up, <laughs> then we have to do this correctly. So the speech she's referring to, I, now she probably can't even tell you which speech she's talking about. The speech she's referring to is the speech from Malcolm X called the ballot or the bullet. The ballot or the bullet. The one specifically she's referring to is the one he delivered here in Detroit, April 4th, 1964. Okay, so you have to understand chronology and context. All right. Malcolm officially separated from the Nation of Islam the previous month, March 8th, 1964. March 26, 1964, Malcolm meets Dr. King for the first and only time. Where? At the U.S. Senate debate for the Civil Rights Act of 1964, okay? That's March 26. Malcolm delivered his speech to Battle of the Bullet first in Cleveland, Ohio, April 3rd, 1964. Secondly, in Detroit, Michigan, the next day, April 4th, 1964, okay? So most of the transcripts of the speech that you see online and the transcript of the speech that's in this book here, Malcolm X Speaks, Speaks, uh, Malcolm X Speaks, okay, uh, edited um, with notes by uh, George Brightman. That's the speech from April 3rd. If you look at that speech, he doesn't talk about you being a, a chump and a traitor to your race, okay? But let's look specifically at what Malcolm said. Because if Malcolm were alive today, he would be calling the uh, people, the black people running around with Make America Great Again hats, 
he would be calling them a traitor to their race. Okay, so let's look at what Malcolm said. He said April 4th, 1964, in Washington, D.C., in the House of Representatives, there are 257 who are Democrats and only 177 Republicans. Actually, we got the clip right here. Let's listen to Malcolm. Let me turn up the volume. And then we're going to break this down a little bit, then I have to get out of here. You put them first, and they put you last. Because you're a chump. A political chump. In Washington, D.C., in the House of Representatives, there are 257 who are Democrats. Only 177 are Republicans. In the Senate, there are 67 uh, Democrats. Only 33 are Republicans. The party that you passed controls two-thirds of the House of Representatives and the Senate, and still they can't keep their promise to you, because you're a chump. Okay, so that's Malcolm April 4. That's Malcolm in Detroit, April 4th, 1964. First of all, you gotta realize Malcolm gave two ballot or the bullet speeches. Okay? The one in Detroit is slightly different than the one in Cleveland, Ohio. Two, you have to realize when you research this, and I have most of the transcripts online are from the one April 3rd, 1964. He did not say this. He didn't say that you're a traitor to your race, things like that. The word traitor does not even appear in the speech from April 3rd. How do I know? I read through the transcript and I searched for a keyword. Control F, keyword search. It doesn't appear there. We just posted the link to the speech, to the transcript of the speech from April 4th here on the thread of the broadcast. And for a source for that, you can... Uh, Go to digitalhistory.uh.edu, digitalhistory.uh.edu, or, or just search for Malcolm X, Battle of the Bullet, April 4th, 1964. But here, here's the key part that Malcolm said that people miss, right? He, he went through and he talked about how at this time in 64, Democrats controlled the House of Representatives and they controlled the U.S. Senate. They also controlled the White House. Well, wait a second. He says, anytime you throw your weight behind a political party that controls two-thirds of the government and that party can't keep the promise that it made to you during election time and you're dumb enough to walk around continuing to identify yourself with that party, you're not only a chump, but you're a traitor to your race. Well, wait a second. Who controls the U.S. House of Representatives right now? It's October 30th. Midterm elections are November 6th. Who controls the U.S. House of Representatives? Republicans. There's about 239 Republicans. About 239 to about 193, 194 Democrats. Who controls the U.S. Senate? Republicans. It's 51 uh, uh, Republicans to 47 Democrats plus two independents. So Republicans control U.S. Senate. Who control? Who's in the White House? Trump. So they control the White House. They control the U.S. House of Representatives and the U.S. Senate. Well, wait a second. Trump is systematically reversing policies that President Obama put in place. Most people don't know this. First of all, you've got to read, uh, read this document here. 
Progress of the African American Community in the Obama Administration. Most people haven't read this, don't even know it exists. Progress of the African American Community during the Obama Administration. Where'd you get this from? Whitehouse.gov? It was up there during his administration. How'd I find out about it? Uh, Andre Michael Eglishon, who sometimes guest hosts Reverend Al Sharpton's radio show, I found out there. I went through and read it. Okay? And this breaks, it, this shows you step, point by point how policies from President Obama, many of these policies African Americans fought for, how policies from President Obama positively impacted the African American community. Many of these have been reversed under Trump. There have been 100 policies that Trump has reversed uh, in his administration. Of 100 policies Trump has reversed from President Obama in his administration. Secondly, you should read this document here. This is from, that's a little beat up, cbc.house.gov. cbc.house.gov. What did Trump do? What did Trump do? cbc.house.gov. The first 100 days of hashtag stay woke list. cbc, Congressional Black Caucus, .house.gov. This is good to talk to uh, millennials about, right? What this shows is the first 100 days of Trump's administration. It shows how policies he put in place, nominations he made, things like this, how it negatively impacted African Americans. Okay? So you go research that also. Um, but when you read the Ballad of the Bullet, read the one from April 3rd, 1964. If you have this book, uh, Malcolm X Speaks, uh, the one in here is from April 3rd, 1964 in Cleveland, Ohio. Malcolm, when he talks about Democrats... He, he's talking about the northern liberal Democrats, many of them liberal, not all of them. And he's talking about the southern Democrats called the Dixiecrats. Hey, this is Alex, the app nerd. I create low-cost, high-quality mobile apps for people like you. Do you want to take your business to the next level by reaching more customers and potential clients? How about making ordering products and scheduling services easier? Does your church or organization want to improve youth participation? Perhaps you want to create a mobile game or dating app and make money off of paid ads. Well, what are you waiting for? Let me help you. Go to my site, appinmyhead.com. Request a free quote today. That's appinmyhead.com. What would you do if someone took your real life story and stole it from you, made millions off of it, and got away with it? That is exactly what happened to Shatona Tillman Sr., the real John Q. Being one of the most innovative and prolific writers of his time, his new book, The Nose of Men, The Yes of God, based on a true story, gives chilling testimony of his personal battle for justice against big names like Time Warner and New Line Cinema. In his unapologetic new book, The Nose of Men, The Yes of God, you'll hear about the judges and corrupt lawyers as Shatona Tillman Sr. warns us about the life and the pitfalls in the movie industry. You'll be at the edge of your seat as this book reveals the brutal truth about the theft of the feature film John Q, how Time Warner in New Line Cinema stole his movie and how he's fighting to get it back. Pick up your very own copy today, The Nose of Men, The Yes of God, based on a true story by Shatonda Tillman Sr. You won't regret it at www.therealjohnq.com. Are you looking to regain your health and vitality? Then visit naturallifeenergy.com. That's naturallifeenergy.com. It is an alkaline, plant-based 
diet website based on Dr. Sebi's methodology and nutritional guide which supports the healthy expression of the African black gene but it benefits everyone combat the ill effects of white supremacy that has brainwashed black people into eating foods that support the development of diabetes, high blood pressure, and cancer. Gain a better understanding of how to use a plant-based diet based on Dr. Sebi's nutritional guide to help heal your body and mind by reading Achilles' book, Alkaline Plant-Based Diet. Learn how to use herbs used in Dr. Sebi's methodology to help address complex diseases like lupus and IBS in his herbal book, Alkaline Herbal Medicine. Alkaline Herbal Medicine. Purchase Achilles' books from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other book retailers. Get your copies today. I know you all watched the movie Black Panther and saw Wakanda and wanted to buy a one-way ticket straight to that magical place. Well, why not? The International Black Book is a cyber Wakanda, a black wonderland. It is well overdue for the black diaspora to come together and build a global community where we can choose to buy black, travel black, and eat black. Place your complimentary listing of your business or agency. You are welcome at internationalblackbook.com, internationalblackbook.com. Sign up today. Okay. What's important to understand is that that speech Malcolm gave was before the Civil Rights Act was signed into law. That wasn't signed into law until um, uh, July 2nd, uh, 1964. So that's before it was signed into law. The, the Southern Dixiecrats and the Democrats from border states had a 75-day filibuster of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Okay? And what helped to push it over the top was Goodman, Schwerner, and Cheney being abducted and killed June 21st, 1964 in uh, Philadelphia, Mississippi. Okay? Goodman, Schwerner, and Cheney, the civil, the civil rights workers. That helped to push things over the top. And President Johnson signed it into law uh, July 2nd, uh, 1964. Okay, so this speech that Malcolm, Malcolm gave after he was just at the U.S. Senate debate for the Civil Rights Act of 64 on March 26, 1964. This is a few days after that, okay? But this is before it passed. This is also before Malcolm left to go to Mecca. He left April 13th, 1964. But one of the most important things people miss when they quote Malcolm here, this is why you can't quote Malcolm out of context, you have to understand context and chronology. Uh, because of the Civil Rights Act of 64 and the Voting Rights Act of 65, most of those Southern segregationist Dixiecrats, they leave the Democratic Party. And where do they go? They go to the Republican Party where they're still there today. The ones who are still alive and the other ones who are there in the Republican Party have this mindset. And you had some in the Republican Party who didn't have that mindset, they leave, go to the Democratic Party. But you also have a shift in the followers, you should have a shift in the followers who are Democrats and Republicans. Now, African Americans, and we're going to deal with this Sunday night in depth on my radio show, African Americans, majority of them did not switch over to the Democratic Party because of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. That's not true. 
1960, two-thirds had already switched over to the Democratic Party. We don't understand history. That goes back to over 30 years before that, going back to the uh, presidential election of 1928, the Democrat, the Northern Democrat Al Smith, Democratic nominee, and the Republican nominee uh, Herbert Hoover, who was pushing the uh, Lily White movement, the Lily White movement, okay? So it goes back over 30 years before 1964. It wasn't because of 64. The, now, you had the last third of African Americans who most of them are going to leave the Republican Party and become Democrats because of the Civil Rights Act. But that's a movement that was already starting going back 30 years before then. We don't understand history, okay? So, uh, we'll deal with that Sunday night, 9 p.m., 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Sunday, uh, was that November 4th? Uh, on the African History Network show. Visit our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. James said they control three-thirds of the government. They control the U.S. Supreme Court also. That's why they wanted to get Brett Kavanaugh on there. You should ask yourself this question, right? Republicans, why do Republicans fight tooth and nail to get one white boy who loves to drink beer on the U.S. Supreme Court? When they control, when white people control the House of Representatives, they control the U.S. Senate, they control the presidency, they control uh, uh, the yeah, six multinational media corporations that control 90% of what you read, see, and hear. White people own most, white people own that, okay? They, uh, uh, you look at the Forbes uh, list of billionaires, most of them are white in the U.S., okay? You have uh, two companies valued at $1 trillion, Amazon and Apple, Okay, you look at all this. If white people control all of that, why were Republicans fighting so hard to get Brett Kavanaugh on the U.S. Supreme Court? Because this is all about law, and that's what we don't understand. This is all about law. What they are trying to do, because you have largely the, US, the Democratic Party and Republican Party, you have two different ideologies when you really study their policies. You have two different ideologies in general. Now, you have some U.S. senators like Joe Manchin, who's in West Virginia. Well, he's in a red state. He's going to be more conservative, but Joe Manchin is spineless. Okay, there's a difference between being more conservative like Doug Jones in Alabama, because Alabama was a state that went for Trump. There's a difference between that and just being spineless like Joe Manchin. Okay, this is all about law. So you have cases, right, that you're going to have cases coming before the U.S. Supreme Court dealing with a, well, you got one right now dealing with affirmative action at Harvard University and Asians are saying, wait a second, uh, spots that should go to us are going to African Americans, okay? They wanted, to see, the season for the Supreme Court started up October 1st. They wanted uh, Brett Kavanaugh to be on the Supreme Court to rule on these cases, the rule dealing with cases dealing with gerrymandering, affirmative action. You're going to have cases at some point coming up dealing with unions. This is all pushing a Republican conservative agenda. And this all deals with law. So they wanted him. That's why they fought tooth and nail. They didn't care about sexual. They didn't care about sexual misconduct allegations. They, they, it was a sham of an investigation. They didn't care about none of that. They said, we need to get him on the Supreme Court. He was vetted by the Heritage Foundation and the Federalist Society. They said, we need to get him on the Supreme Court. We don't care about none of this. 
They're trying to maintain raw, naked power at any cost. We don't understand evil on that level. Most African Americans don't understand evil on that level unless you understand history and law. We, we, don't, we don't understand this, okay? We, we, you know, I guess people say, oh, the Supreme Court ain't never done nothing for us, blah, blah, blah. I said, do you understand political self-defense is not necessarily what the Supreme Court can do for you is understand how to block what they're trying to do to you. This is political self-defense. This is something that I teach, okay? We don't understand thinking on that level and strategizing on that level. All right, so look, I have to get out of here. Hey, remember, at the, uh, visit our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. If you like this type of information, share this broadcast on your Facebook page, okay? You can donate to the African History Network. That helps us keep doing the research. There's a lot of research. I wanted to broadcast yesterday, but there were some things in Malcolm's speech I had to go research and verify, even though I knew it was the case. PayPal.me forward slash the AHN show. PayPal.me forward slash the AHN show. Okay? We, you can uh, register for the online courses that I teach. We have them in the bundle pack. They're on sale, uh, $60 for a 10-course bundle pack. You can't beat this. All on demand, watch from around the world. It includes a 14-hour, seven-session online course that I teach called Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa. The Ma'afa uh, means the great disaster, the our Holocaust, the slave trade. Ancient Kemet, or Egypt, the Moors, and the Ma'afa, understanding the transatlantic slave trade, what they didn't teach you in school, understanding the transatlantic slave trade, what they didn't teach you in school, okay? Uh, so you can uh, you can sign up for that. That's a six. It's on sale sixty dollars. It's a ten course online bundle pack, and then also we have the um, uh, digital on digital download. We have some of my lectures. The uh, Black Panther uh, eight digital download bundle pack includes three of my lectures dealing with the film Black Panther. Okay, and uh, some of my other presentations also. You can order that as well. All, this is, all, all of this is available at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. And for our children, we have to teach this to our children at an early age so they don't get suckered by con men and things like this. Um, we have the uh, animated series, Meltrek, the animated series for children. Okay, We have um, the Exploring Ancient Africa. Uh, episode 1 and Exploring Pre-Columbia America Episode 2. That's the Mel Trek series for children. You can buy them individually, the cartoons. Uh, we have the coloring book. We have the storybook. And uh, also we have them in the bundle pack as well. Okay, So the bundle pack is um, on sale $80 or you can buy the DVDs by themselves. Uh, we have all that at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com AfricanHistoryNetwork.com Okay? Alright, and uh, we'll post these links here also. I have to get out of here. Hey, remember at the African History Network, we focus on uh, educating, empowering, and inspiring people of African descent throughout the diaspora and around the world because right knowledge corrects wrong behavior. I'll be at Wayne State University in Detroit Saturday, November 3rd for the uh, Motor City Black Age of Comics comic book convention. I'm on a panel discussion at 3.30 p.m. dealing with uh, the film Black Panther. We have that information at our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. 
AfricanHistoryNetwork.com also. And remember, at the African History Network, we focus on educating, empowering, and inspiring people of African descent throughout the diaspora and around the world because right now this corrects wrong behavior. Uh, what you do for yourself, what you do to yourself, and what you allow other people to do to you and get away with is based upon what you think about yourself. What you think about yourself is based upon what you have been taught about yourself. What you've been taught about yourself is based upon everything you've read, heard, and seen about yourself. Okay? African-American business owners, uh, be sure to email me at customer service at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Customer service at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Find out how you can advertise. Uh, you can run your commercials on the audio podcast of our, of our broadcast. We reach thousands of people across the country uh, with each episode. Right now, it's correct. Wrong behavior is not over till we win. Wakanda forever. We'll talk to you next time. Peace.